Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody. And welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Been uh, quite the week. Yeah, yeah. A lot of news, a lot of things going on. Good sports. The Astros doing well right now. No, they tied the series 2-2 last night. Cowboys surprisingly doing really well. Cowboys doing well. Those are the games we usually kind of lose, man. Yes, yes. And we uh, managed to uh, pull out a victory there. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I, I will admit, I was sweating it there at the end. Oh, like, yeah. I thought it was over, but no. They almost snatched defeat from the jaws of victory yes. again. But, hey, they won. Yes. Ultimately, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Good week for sports. We're actually recording this a day earlier than we usually do. Yep. For sports reasons. Yes, uh, El Rey is a big F1 fan, and he will be uh, making the pilgrimage over to Austin. Yes, for the U.S. Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. For three days. So, uh, you've been before? Yes, I have. But I only went the race day. Race day. So, I will be there for practice the first day, I will be there for qualifying the second day, and I will be there for the race. For the race. Yes. So, should be fun. Should be fun. Um, going with friends? Uh, family. And family? then friends over there also, yeah. So. Oh, so you're, who's into who's into it with your family? Uh, my dad's a big F1 fan. Your dad? And um, we're going to take my mom. Oh. Because we think she'll enjoy it, so, yeah. Yeah, usually wives are good sports about this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. My wife pretends to care about some of the stuff I watch every now and then, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's fun. She's mm-hmm. watched it a little bit, so she's gotten into it this season. I think my dad's making her a fan now, so it's pretty cool. You're making her watch that Netflix thing? Uh, I think my dad made her watch that, actually. That usually helps. Mm-hmm. She's been watching the races. So. Yeah, once you get the emotions involved, women are all in. <laughs> Am I wrong? That was said by the psychology teacher, and he's correct. <laughs> mean days. Nope. you got to find a way to this get the well-documented psychology. Exactly, yes. <laughs> All right, I guess that's enough nonsense for now anyway. Yes, let's get into uh, music. Yes. <laughs> we are starting season five. Uh, yes, we yes. have made it to season five. We're in the inaugural episode. Yep. The first of 22 uh, episodes. Yes. 
So we got uh, ways to go to get through season five. Mm-hmm. But we, hey. We look down the list and there's the, some bangers, man. The lineup of episodes is quite pleasing to the eyes. Indeed. And we're going to start off with episode one of season five, which is titled Homer's Barbershop Quartet, which first aired September 30th of 1993. Now, uh, would you like to explain barbershop quartets for our younger listeners? Um, a barbershop quartet, style of music, it's exactly, almost exactly what it sounds like. It's four people, and they all sing in different ra- ranges, and then they harmonize. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it actually makes for a pretty pleasant sound when it's done right. No instruments or anything? Yes, no, it's all vocal. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yep, yep. I, I enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. Something that people do in college, like Andy Bernard from The <laughs> Office. <laughs> hey, that was his acapella group. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, so we're going to start off with the traditional chalkboard and couch gags, and we weren't disappointed. No, we were not. So we see Bart in detention writing, I will never win an Emmy over and over again. So guess, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that maybe The Simpsons were at popularity level where people thought they got snubbed at that point maybe they got nominated but won nothing yeah mm-hmm. so i'm guessing that's where that's coming from and it does make sense considering how epic the fourth season was so. yeah yeah so oh oh well mm-hmm. we can wonder and then of course we get to the couch gag and we actually have a series of couch gags in this one yeah, not which, just one. Which is pretty cool. Yes. and so, I guess they're trying to make up for the uh, lack of imagination. It could be it. That mm-hmm. could very well be it. So we see the family run into the living room and they collide and they shatter into pieces. Like they're made out of clay pots, basically. Mm-hmm. And Santa's little helper wanders into the room and he's very concerned. Mm-hmm. And then we see, uh, I don't know what the those clapboard. things are. The clapboard. There you go. Comes into the screen and you hear someone says, take two. And we hear it clap and then the family runs in again. And they uh, land, they get on the couch and they collide uh-huh. and they all meld into each other. Yeah, they kind of fuse together. Yes, yeah, so like um, uh, margins up with the pacifier, I think. And Bart winds up with Homer's fa- face and hair. Yes. Uh, Lisa... Has a uh, one eye, very Cyclops, very Leela, very Leela from those of you that know Futurama, mm-hmm. which is of course the same creators. Yep. All right, so we got a little preview there of what's going on, mm-hmm. and then uh, we have the take um, three, take three, right? And um, that's the one where they um, explode, right? I believe. Yes, they explode. They run in. They explode. And uh-huh. all we see is Maggie's uh, pacifier hit the ground. Yep. And there's like a black spot where, yeah, all over where, the, where the pacifier drops. Mm-hmm. Very, very dark. So we got there. three couch gags in one right there. Yep. Pretty hey, cool. A for effort. A for effort, indeed. So we're going to start our episode. And not like recently, we're not starting off watching TV. No, we were actually at some place. Yes. <laughs> It appears to be the Springfield swap meet. Would you describe this as a... Uh, it's kind of like a flea market. Flea market, right? Flea yeah, market of like sorts. flea market. Mm-hmm. Of sorts. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. And Mayor Quimby is uh, sort of watching the, what's going on, and he's not too pleased by it, right? Yes, he's on his podium, and he's commenting. He says, 
human roaches feeding off each other's garbage. The only thing you can't buy here is dignity. <laughs> he taps the microphone. He changes his attitude. And he says, welcome swappers to the Springfield Swap Meet. I've been in I'm Springfield Swap Meet patron. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to copy a Kennedy there. Yeah, exactly. And then so after the, everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the, he, you know, everybody applauses. And then he turns to his bodyguards and he says, I need a drink and a shower. <laughs> I guess he felt really dirty. Yeah, he does by not people. have a good opinion of people at the swap meet. No. So there you go. I don't think he has a good opinion of its constituents at yeah. all. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, well. Uh, next thing we know, we see Mo, who's selling oyster shells that he's painted to resemble Lucille Ball. Yes, and he does a very bad impression of Lucille Ball. Yes. Well. By the way, do you notice when he's flapping the oyster shell up and down? It appears to be a pearl in there. Yes. I guess he wasn't smart enough to take the uh, yeah. valuable part, was take the, he? Yeah, take the pearl out, Mo. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I guess Mo's trying. Uh-huh. And so we go to another booth and we see Bart, Nelson, and Millhouse. Right? Apparently this uh, booth is run by Flanders. Yes. And Bart walks up and says, oh boy, free trading cards. Yes, and Mel's like, wow, Joseph's Arimathea, 26 conversions in 46 AD. And Nelson's like, whoa, a Methuselah rookie card. So apparently these are cards of uh, famous biblical, biblical figures, uh-huh. yes. And so Flanders pops in, he's like, well, you boys, who'd have thought you'd have fun learning about religion, right? And Bart's like, religion? Learning, Millhouse jumps in. Uh, and Nelson's like, let's get out of here. And the kids run away. Yeah, yeah. they drop the cars and uh, and uh, Flanders like, come back here. Because I guess he, he wasn't done converting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I bet if Flanders uh, held their attention long enough to um, tell them how a lot of those people were converted, they would have paid attention. <laughs> yeah. Some of those stories can be quite fascinating. <laughs> Needless to say, it wasn't a gentle conversion. It's, it's, it's amazing how they can get people to do things. Mm-hmm. We see Lisa at another booth. Yes. And she's like, wow, an original Malibu Stacy from 1958. And she pulls him out. And I have to say, this Malibu Stacy has some huge knockers. Yes. But no, they're not just huge. They're pointed. They're pointed, kind of like missiles. Yeah. And I mean, so the, yeah. uh, the guy at the booth says, yeah, they took her off the market after some kid put both his eyes out. Both his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> we go to another swap meet table and we see Principal Skinner and he's talking with... Dude, uh, I forget his name. It's the military guy with one arm. Yes. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, my God. I hate myself at this moment. Herman. There you go. Okay. Herman, right? He's talking to Herman, and he finds this prison mask. If you think of the, the man in the iron mask. Yes. Right? It's one of those masks, and has prison number 2406 or something on there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, this is my old uh, prison mask from the Viet Cong internment camp. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like slips it on his head. He's like, I wore this for two years. And he's like, it's a small world, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Man. So that what are the odds Skinner find in his old Vietnam prison mask? That's it's crazy. His torture mask. Yeah. Oh boy. Another little window into uh the Skinner's fascinating time in Nam, yeah. The fascinating time of Skinner. Um 
Next. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Homer. <laughs> this is, can only be described as a tragedy of the worst sorts. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> he's digging through a box where anything in that box is going to be worth five cents. Yes. That's how much he's going to pay. Uh, he finds the original Declaration, Declaration of Independence. And he says junk and he throws it away. And he finds... Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman. Yes, if you don't know, that is actually the most expensive comic that exists. Yes. And he says junk and he throws it away. Mm-hmm. Then he finds a set of stamps. These stamps are extremely rare and valuable. Why? Because they printed them with the airplane upside down. Yeah. Homer's like upside down airplane and he throws it away. Mm-hmm. And then he finds a violin. And you can see that it says... Stradivarius on it. It was signed by the man himself. Yes. Now, even without the signature, these violins are worth thousands they of dollars. Amazing, really expensive. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine how much they are with that signature? Oh my goodness. And of course, Homer throws it away. He just chucks it. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Marge has a boost. Yes. And she is selling. Bless, bless yes, her heart. Bless her heart. Yes. And she's holding up this necklace. Made of wishbones talking to this man. She says, your teenage son or daughter will think this wishbone necklace is really cool. And the guy goes, I doubt my son or daughter is that stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Marge. Yeah. But man, she can be a real square. Yeah, she can. Yes, she can. Uh-huh. But oh well. I feel bad for Marge still. Mm-hmm. And so we cut to Bart and Lisa and they are at a record booth. And there's a dollar per record, right? And uh, they're looking through records, and they see one called uh, Melvin and the Squirrels, mm-hmm. which is, of course, supposed to be Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. And the uh, comic book guy is actually running this uh, booth. Right? Uh-huh. And he plays them a sample. Right? He calls it, it was the rodent invasion of the 1960s, uh-huh. as he says. And so we hear it, and it's yeah. very, yeah. Very chipmunk sex. Yes, very right. Chipmunk. And at the very end, we get Melvin! Yes. Instead of Alvin. Instead of Alvin. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Lisa says, look, it's dad. And we see a cover from the album that says, meet the B-sharps. And we see Homer. We see Principal Skinner. Principal Skinner we see uh, Apu. Apu. And we Barney. also see Barney. And they're all wearing little bow ties and pork pie hats. Yes. And so Homer's there, and Bart turns to Homer's like, Dad, when did you record an album? And Homer's like, I'm surprised you don't remember, son. It was only eight years ago. Now, we were talking about this earlier. Yes. Bart's 10. Bart is 10. How would he expect Bart to remember what happened when he was two? I mean, it is Homer. That is true. Yep. But they do make a joke of the times yep. out of this, basically saying, well, uh, Bart says, Dad, uh, thanks to television, I can't remember what happened eight minutes ago. Everyone starts to laugh except for Bart. And Bart's like, like, no, I I really can't. It's a serious problem. And everyone keeps laughing and Bart finally starts laughing with him too. And he actually says, what are we laughing about? Homer's like, who cares? Anyways. Yeah, so we just kind of skim past Uh uh, Bart's little lapse in memory there. Yep, his uh, mental difficulties. That's cause for concern. Yes. And he starts to narrate the tale of his barbershop quartet. And the story begins in 1985. 
Yes, and he gives a little background there. He says a young Joe Piscopo had just quit Saturday Night Live and was going to take over Hollywood. We're talking about this too, right? Again, they this is like the third reference to that. Mm -hmm. Somebody here must have been a big Joe Piscopo fan on Saturday Night Live. It has to be. Yeah, it's the only way. Why? Why do they keep making this joke? I know. Mm -hmm. Or someone knows him. It's got to be something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we cut to that, right? And Homer's like. Every afternoon at Moe's, Chief Wiggum, Principal Skinner, Apu, and I would get together and sing, and the crowds went wild. Yes. This so, is very deceptive because. Yeah. Well, there's not a big crowd, crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because Homer has hair in this, which is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's back then. Hey, and- hey, hey, hey. Leave that alone. It's okay, Buffon Betty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you there in that joke, by the way. Hey, I, I had a glorious, glorious bouffant. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. No one Not can so ever take that anymore. away from you. <laughs> Except now. Except nature. <laughs> <laughs> so we see them singing on stage. and We actually see uh, flowers on the stage. We see like three pairs of panties mm-hmm. get thrown on the stage too. But then we turn to the crowd and there's one person. It's only Barney. And he's there with his famous, Yoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was disturbing. Yes. So Bart's like, Barbershop? That ain't been popular since Ot 6, dadnabbit. Or goes, Bart, what did I tell you? <sighs> no talking like a grizzled 1890s prospector. Con, sarn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they threw that one in there, but it was uh, pretty yeah. funny. And so Homer continues, and he says, Anyway, rock and roll had become stagnant. Achy Breaky Heart was seven years away. Something had to fill the void. And that something was Barbershop. <laughs> is Icky Breaky Heart rock and roll? No. So why did he bring it up? In Homer's confused. Well, he's saying that rock and roll had become stagnant. Oh, okay. And the, the next big the thing. The next big thing was, yeah. Okay. Seven years ago. Okay, okay. Do not insult rock and roll. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, as long as he didn't bring up New Kids on the Block, oh, which was goodness. all... Anyway. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> we wouldn't want one of our colleagues getting upset at us over that. Yes. She was one of, she's a big NKOB fan. Really? <laughs> well. uh, so we cut to um, them performing, and they're performing at the uh, old folks' home, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So which means Grandpa Sisson was old back then mm-hmm. already. And they're singing, uh, Goodbye, my Coney Island baby. baby. <laughs> and Abe and... Uh, Another guy or watching from the, the audience and Abe goes, that's my son up there. And the man actually goes, what, the balding fat ass? And Grandpa goes, uh, no, the Hindu guy. <laughs> Obviously, yes. there's no way Apu could be his kid. Yeah. And so in this little montage, we cut to then the Springfield prison. And they are performing. And we see our friend Snake in the audience. He's got a big rock in his hand, right? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to hit that cop right between the eyes. Because Wiggum is still in his uniform. Yes. But then he says what? And then he says, after this song. (laughs) Because he's enjoying it. Yes. The song ends, and sure enough, wham, you see Wiggum get nailed with that. Right between the eyes. (laughs) Oh, I I have to say that that was one of my favorite sequences. That was a good one. Uh-huh. And then we cut to the church, and Reverend Lovejoy is standing there at the podium, but they are performing. The B-sharps are performing. And the audience is loving it. 
They're passing the tray around. And, and everybody's throwing money into the collection. They're being very generous in the, with the collection. Plate. And Reverend Lovejoy even says, cha-ching. <laughs> and this is when Flanders comes in. Yes. And, of course, he's not convinced by this, right? He says, you know, Reverend, this isn't really a hymn. And Reverend Lovejoy is just like, oh, my goodness. And he says, Ned, there's an oil stain in the parking lot that looks just like St. Barnabas. And, uh, of course, this really excites Ned. And he says, oh, my stars. Um, and he takes off. Why would he? How How does anybody know what St. Barnabas looks like? Well, I don't know. Ned does, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess his biblical knowledge is far superior to mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is Ned. So, yeah, yeah it makes it sense. Uh-huh. So then we cut back to Moe's, and they are finishing a performance. The crowd's going wild. There is an actual crowd this time. Yes, there is. And Homer is approached by a man named Nigel. Right, Homer's trying to get a beer, mm-hmm. and we see this ponytailed dude with a suit walk up to Homer, and he says, Homer, I'm a theatrical agent. I want to represent your group. And he hands Homer his card. And Homer's like, Really? Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, you got it. All except that police officer. Yuck. Two village people. All right, so he says he has, to, he has to find a way to get rid of him. Yeah, and Homer's like, I, you know, I know a way. I know what to do. I'll take care of it. Yep. And so we get to a very <laughs> sad scene because yes. we see Homer driving. I'm not sure if any of your dads have done this to any of your friends. Yeah, I don't know. If if it does, you'll you'll especially relate to this. Oh yeah, because I know that happened to me. I know it's happened. Yeah, I know it's happened. And so we see we, Homer driving down this like dirt road or uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere, and, and Wiggum is in the passenger seat, and he's very excited. He's very excited. He's got his head out the window. He's got his tongue out, and he's like, "Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going?" Just like a dog. Yes. And Homer stops the car, opens the door, and he tells Wiggum, Run, boy! You're free now! And Wiggum jumps out of the car. And when he does, Homer slams the door and he takes off. And Wiggum's kind of confused, like, No! 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 And he howls at the moon. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a classic moment right Took him there. for a ride. Took him for a ride. Uh-huh. Next thing we know, we're back at Moe's. And uh, Nigel is introduced to the other two members, right? Uh, Principal Skinner, and he shakes his hand. Mm-hmm. And then Apu introduces himself. He says, Apu Nahasafima Petalan. Hmm. And Nigel says, uh, never fit on a marquee, love. From now on, your name is Apu. The, what is it? The Boumarche. Boumarche. <laughs> and Abu's not happy. He's like, oh, that is a great dishonor to my ancestors and my God. But okay. <laughs> Show business, right? Yep. So they begin the auditions to find the fourth for their quartet. Yes. It can't be a barbershop cor- uh, quartet with only three. So you need to find the third, the fourth, right? And so we go through the auditions. Yes. And the first one is Abe Simpson. Yes. And he's up there seeing a, a version of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Old MacDonald Had a Farm, right? He's like, he's the sweetest chick around. Yeah. With the wiggle wiggle here and the wiggle wiggle, wiggle, wiggle there. there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know what kind of chick he was talking yeah, about yeah, there, exactly. right? So. Uh, he's telling him to get off the stage. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know how. Yeah. 
old man movement. Yeah. Then we have groundskeeper Willie singing out there. Not well. Not well at all. Yeah. Even Jasper throws his hat in the ring. Yep. Nope. Doesn't work. And then we see a person that looks remarkably like Chief Wiggum. With a fake mustache on. Yep. And he's got like a top hat and like a tux thing going. Yeah. And, and he's, uh, he's singing, if I could talk with the animals, walk with the animals. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they don't know who it is, but then his mustache falls off. Yes. And, and I think it's Skinner that says, like, wait a minute. Dr. Doolittle is, is uh, Chief Wiggum. Yep. And then we see a side of Wiggum that we rarely ever see. He says, this bird has to fly. And the athleticism displayed is astounding. Yes, he runs off the stage, jumps onto the piano that's there, and from the piano takes a swan dive out the window. Yeah. Didn't know he could move like that. No. Man, that size moving like that is very impressive. Mm -hmm. So the guys are upset. They haven't found a replacement. So they're back at Moe's, Mm -hmm. and then they hear a beautiful voice coming from somewhere. Yeah, they're singing like this Irish uh, ditty or ballad from back in the day. Something like that. And everybody's like, who is that? And in the middle of the song, we hear, Mm -hmm. and everybody realizes it can only be one person. So they go to the restroom, and on the men's room floor is none other than Barney. And Homer's like, Barney, how'd you like to sing for our group? He's like, sure, why not? Now where's my toothpick? Ew. He's searching for his toothpick in the men's room by the toilet, guys. Let that toothpick go, man. Yeah. There's... If you could see the faces L. Ray is making, that's how I felt. Even before COVID, that's horrible. Yeah, God. (laughs) Um, We've been to many uh, men's rooms, and they're all pretty disgusting. Yeah, no. Unless you go to Bucky's. Yeah, but still. But still, I wouldn't eat anything off the floor in Bucky's, no. And so... Now that Barney is completing the band, now they're a quartet again, they have a show. And Wiggum is very upset. He's not taking this line down. He's got a crowd there, and they're all pro-Wiggum. Yes, they're all like, you know, uh, Wiggum, yes, Barney, no. Wiggum forever, Barney, never. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then Barney starts singing. Sweet Adeline. And as soon as that angelic voice of Barney's comes out, the crowd instantly turns around and is now supporting Barney. Even the signs change. Yes. You can see a Spanish one. Barney C. Wiggum No. And And can you hear the women? They're like, Yes. And uh, Wiggum just kind of removes himself from the room at this point. Yes, yes. Very, very... uh, He slinks away very, very uh, stealthily. Yes. And uh, Moe's very impressed. He tells uh, Nigel the agent, those girls you paid to scream are doing a great job. And Nigel's like, I didn't pay any girls to scream. And Moe's shocked. So apparently, yes, they really do have a fan base now. Mm -hmm. So the show is over. Everybody's really happy. But Skinner realizes they have a problem. Yes. Only one question remains, gentlemen. What do we call ourselves? Nigel jumps in and is like, how about handsome Homer Simpson plus three? (laughs) Barney's like, I like it. And Apu says, wait. 
I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and Skinner's like, er, um, uh, we need a name that's witty at first, but uh, that seems less funny each time you hear it. And so apparently Apu came up with the name for the band, and he says, how about the B-Sharps? And everyone starts laughing. <laughs> and Skinner says, perfect. That's yep. exactly what he was going for. Exactly, right? And uh, next thing you know, they all start putting their hands in. Yes, the B-Sharps. The B-Sharps. The B-Sharps. And then you hear the B-Sharps. At the very end, the fifth hand. Yes. And everybody turns around. And it's Wiggum. And they're like giving him the dead stare. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of chuckles a little bit, and then he just says, eh, you're all under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> he's not taking it lying down. No. And he's got that power, so there you go. Uh-huh. So, they're, now they're driving home. Yes, we cut back to the Simpsons in their modern time. Yes, present day, right? They're driving home, and everyone is comparing what they bought at the swap meet. Yes. Homer's like, kids, what'd you get? And Bart says, I bought this cool pencil holder. It wasn't really a pencil holder. Oh, no, it is not a pencil holder. Holder, uh, Homer says, hey, hey, far out, man. I haven't seen a bong in years. Yet he says nothing to Bart. No. I guess he wants to maintain Bart's innocence. I guess so, right? Mm -hmm. He just told him what it was. Yeah. I don't know. And Marge is really unhappy. Oh, by the way, we see Lisa in the back. And she does have one of the uh, Lucille Ball... Oyster yeah, she yes. does. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, she does. I guess she felt sorry for Mo. Mm. And yes, Marge is extremely down in the dumps. Right. She says, no one bought a wishbone necklace. Yeah, she's really sad. Mm-hmm. Homer says, well, one of us made some money. I sold a guy our spare tire. And just when he says that, we hear the tire, a tire blowout. And Homer goes, don't! Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my God, this is just (laughs) glorious, glorious. We cut to the car on the side of the road, and of course it's jacked up, Mm. and uh, we see Homer sitting in the shade of the car with the kids, and in the background, Marge walking down the road next to the sign that says, what is it, next station 12 miles? 12 miles, and she's carrying the gas can and the spare tire, and the, the wrecked tire. Yeah. So Homer's just going to let his wife walk for 12 hours. And it looks like they're in like in a desert at this point too. 12 miles while carrying a gas can and a busted tire. (sighs) Homer doesn't get it. And he's oblivious. He even tells us, well, it'll be a long time before your mother gets back with the tire. So why don't I tell you more of the story? Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Homer, I can only say Homer deserves a slap, a smack upside the head. Yes, he does. And so we cut back to the past, mm-hmm. to Homer with hair. Yep. And he's sitting at the piano trying to write a song, right? And he was playing some chords. And he starts talking about something that I was not aware of, but the Simpsons guy yes. was. So he's like, she's trying to create this song. He's like, there was nothing in Al Capone's vault, but it wasn't Geraldo's fault. Don't! Because I guess he, he, he figured it, it sucks. Yeah. And... I have to tell you the story of Al Capone's vault. Yes, let's hear it. So back in the uh, 80s, or was it 90s? It had to be the early 90s. Yeah, early 90s. um, They discovered what they thought was Al Capone's secret vault. Yes. 
and they were dying to find the contents of that vault. So much so that NBC even booked a special so they could bust open the vault and reveal to the world what was in that vault in their TV special. And it was hosted by none other than Geraldo Rivera. Long story short, dramatic buildup. They busted that thing open and there was nothing in there. Sounds like a disappointment. Very, very much so. I can't believe I actually sat through well, that damn thing. Yes. Wow. Well, no wonder you're upset about it. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. an alley you'll never get back. You never get that back, kids. <laughs> so, what should we learn? Some things are not worth the effort. Yes. <laughs> sorry, the, guys. We, uh, we sorry, got, guys. Look, we're, we're going to be honest with you here. It's game five of the ACLS, and we've got the Astros game in the background, and they just scored again. Yes. So. Ghostros. 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 All right. Anyway. So Marge says, look what I got. Now people will stop intentionally ramming our car. And she has a baby on board sign for the car. Why would anybody be ramming their car? Because I'm, it's them. Yeah, uh, you know what I was imagining? Mad Max, you know, the road warrior thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's just after each other. Mm -hmm. But apparently the baby on board will help stop that, right? Yes, yes. And this gives Homer an, an idea for a song. And he starts singing the melody. Baby on board. Something, something. Burt Ward. <laughs> now, if you don't, and he's like, this thing writes itself. Um, if you don't know, Burt Ward is, of course, uh, the original Robin on TV. I From the uh, campy version yes. of Batman. With the uh, legendary Adam West. Yes. Yes. When they would break out the Batusi, that, yes. that dance and stuff. Oh, and my the God. legendary first Joker, Cicero Metal. Yes. We cannot forget the man, the myth, the legend himself. Big deal in Hispanic culture. Yes, that. it is. Yes, it is. All righty. So, the B-Sharps are now in the studio singing Baby On Board. They're recording it, yep. right? And their agent, Nigel, is so excited that as soon as they're done recording, he walks in and he says, you all have just recorded your first number one. And everyone gets excited, right? Homer says, wait till I tell Marge. Nigel stops. Oh, yes. Buffon Betty. <laughs> Great name. Mm -hmm. Says, well, I would prefer if we kept your marriage a secret. You see, a lot of women are want going to want to have sex with you, and uh, we want them to think that they can. And Homer's like, well, if I explain it to Marge that way, I'm sure she'll understand. And so we cut back to the Simpsons' house. And Homer is sitting on the bed. Marge is laying on it, face down. Crying her little eyes out. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is totally just crying. I can't believe Homer thought this would be a good idea. I know. And he's even trying. He's like, come on, honey. It'll be only be until we finish our tour of Sweden. And Marge's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Um, Homer just... Homer does not deserve Marge. My goodness. We yes. say this a lot. <laughs> I am just glad I am not as... Uh, dense. <laughs> dense as Homer. Because my wife would definitely have kicked me out yeah. a while ago. Mm -hmm. so, Probably with some damage on you too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, dam a lot of damage. She's, she, you know, she, she's a smaller woman, but she'd wait for me to fall asleep. And then <laughs> she would take care of all of that. 
And the Astros just scored two more runs. <laughs> yes. It is now 6-0, to zero, ladies and gents. Yes, game five. Anyway, mm. all right. So we cut to another little montage here, and now the B-sharps are going to be on the radio. So we see Grandpa Simpson at the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. He clicks on his radio, his very old radio, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and we start hearing baby on board and he starts shaking his head he's he's nodding to it he likes it and uh jasper comes in yes and he's like that's my son homer and jasper says paul harvey's on right now and abe says oh okay so he switches the uh the dial and we hear an imitation of paul harvey Uh and he says and that young man was none other than roy cohn Mm mm-hmm and Abe and Jasper just go, wow. Oh, and he says, and that's the rest of the story. As per usual. Legendary. Now, we were doing research on Roy Cohn. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a good individual, would no, you? No, apparently he worked uh, very um, close with McCarthy. Yes. Which, if you don't know, went on a witch hunt for the communists back in the day. Uh, I don't like commies, right? But this was a witch hunt. Yes. And Roy Cohn was a big, big part of it. I don't like commies, but I don't like people lying about other people being commies either. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is not cool. Anyway. We he, cut to our good old Captain McAllister. Yes, and he's got the radio blasting on his boat. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. While he's fighting this Kraken type thing. <laughs> Giant squid. Uh-huh. He's got a harpoon, and he's yeah. trying to kill this thing. And the squid's got him wrapped up, too. Like, yeah. they're having a good old fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> When Baby on board comes on, and they they both start to kind of like jam out to it and, and relax, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, Squiddy, I got nothing against ye. I just heard there was gold in your belly. Har, 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 har. So this song is bringing people together. Yes, it is. And so we cut to Marge and Homer, and they hear the end of the song on the radio at home. And by the way, Marge is holding a baby, Lisa, at uh-huh. this point. And Marge is excited. He's like, Homer, you're going to be famous. And Homer's like, yeah, but I'm not going to let it change our lives. I'll be the same loving father I've always been. And Marge goes, uh, have you seen Bart? And he's like, eh, I stuck him somewhere. <laughs> and we cut to Bart is uh, under a laundry hamper upside down mm-hmm. with two big rocks on the top of it so he can't move. And he's got like a tin cup and, and he's... Yeah, rattling it against the bars like a prisoner, uh-huh. <laughs> trying to get attention. And I'm imagining that it, since it's the washer and dryer, they're downstairs in the basement. Yeah. Out of the way, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, but again, then again, Bart probably did something. So. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say Homer would be in line for Father of the Year. No, no, not at soon. all. No. And so we cut to Homer with Grandpa Simpson. And Homer's having some success, so he does something nice for his father. He buys him a new pink Cadillac. And Abe is really happy, he's too like, happy. Oh, Homer! Like, you can tell he's really touched by this. and He starts to get a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but you see his hand come out of the screen and says, Give me the keys! <laughs> yeah, he still wants the he car. He still wants the car. Ah, that pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Next very, is- uh, very, uh, is it Goodfellas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's such a good movie. That's such a good scene. I'm gonna, I need to I go back to and watch it. I anything, not to stand out. I guess pink Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I need to go back and watch that. Yes, we do. So next thing we know, the B-Sharps are leaving JFK Airport in New York City 
and there's a big crowd of people waiting there for them. Yes, this is meant to look like when the Beatles landed in America mm. and everybody was going nuts. Yes, a lot of Beatles references in this episode. Yeah. So we, we cut to a reporter, right, as the B-sharps are coming in. He's like, I have a question for Apu de Bumache. Isn't it true that you're really an Indian? And he says, by the many arms of Vishnu, I swear it is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. Giving yourself away. Yep, yep. And, and then the, one, the reporter's still like, Barney, how did, you, how did you join the group? He's like, they found me on the men's room floor. And everyone is laughing. Barney cries. Yeah, because they're laughing at him. Yeah, at his misery. A little, little tear comes out of his mm-hmm. eye right there. Mm-hmm. And then another reporter says, Principal Skinner, you've been referred to as the funny one. Is that reputation justified? And Skinner, in all seriousness, goes, yes. Yes, it is. Proving that he is not the funny God, one. God, I would have never thought of Skinner as the funny one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. And so the group is performing in the harbor near the Statue of Liberty, right? And uh, they're apparently performing for the president at this time because we see good old Ronnie Reagan sitting there with Nancy, Mm -hmm. and he complains. He's not impressed. Yeah, he's like, why are we watching this when I can be working, mama? (laughs) Which is what he called Nancy. Yes. So. Next. (laughs) (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend. Yes, yes, old Reagan. So then Homer... Says, we'd like to dedicate this next number to a very special woman. She's 100 years old, and she weighs over 200 tons. Some random guy goes, this enormous woman will devour us all! Ah! And he jumps into the water. And Homer's like, uh, I meant the statue. I guess we actually found someone dumber than Homer on this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut back to Springfield. Yes. And uh, Chief Wiggum is in bed watching tv and he sees uh johnny carson making a joke about him and so he changes the channel and then we see joan rivers the late great joan rivers yeah and uh, she's making fun of him and so out of anger he starts shooting at the tv yep but of course he misses he's a terrible springfield cop so he can't hit the tv he's got the aim of a stormtrooper mm-hmm and even his wife wakes up, turns around. She says, Clancy, use the remote. Mm-hmm. Ah, so Chief Wiggum's first name is Clancy. Clancy. Clancy Wiggum. Find that. I don't think we heard that before, right? No. I can't remember. I that. can't remember that. No. So he's like, I can't find it. And he, it's in his gun holster. Yes. Yeah, where his gun should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're all making fun of him. And then he finally just has enough and he throws his remote at the TV. He throws the gun at the the TV TV and Uh it shatters. Mm -hmm. So we cut back. And now we see Marge has returned. And and she's the one changing the tire. (laughs) Yes. Homer has no shame. No. So Homer's still going on with the story. He says that all all they needed now was the approval of record company Lowlifes. And so we cut to... The Grammys, mm-hmm. yes. And apparently it is the 29th annual Grammys. And none other than David Crosby, who we just saw. Last episode. He's a Lionel he Mutz's sponsor. Sponsor, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he's up there presenting the award for Outstanding Soul, Spoken Word, or Barbershop Album of the Year. Yeah. That's quite the category. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, the winner is the B-Sharps. And all of them act really surprised and walk onto the stage. Yes. Barney goes, David Crosby, you're my hero. He's like, oh, you like my music. And he's like, you're a musician? <laughs> I guess he uh, liked his drinking prowess. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he liked his habits, not his music. And so we cut to the after party, right? Now that they've won a Grammy. And Homer gets one of the greatest thrills of his life. We see, and I'll say it, the great George Harrison coming to the screen. Because the Simpsons guy won't say that. No, I will not. <laughs> Y'all know how he feels about the Beatles. Yep. Now, I do agree with the Simpsons guy on John Lennon. But no, George Harrison is my favorite Beatle. Anyway, and he says, hello, Homer. I'm George Harrison. Homer's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where did you get that brownie? <laughs> and he says, over there, there's a big pile of them. And he runs off and he starts devouring a bunch of, he's like, oh, man. Yeah, he's just going. Mm. And George Harrison says, well, what a nice fellow. <laughs> Next thing we know, we're in the hotel room and Homer is talking to Lisa on the phone. Yes. He's like, Lisa, did you see daddy on the Grammys? And she's like, you beat Dexie's Midnight Runners. He's like, yeah, well, you haven't heard the last of them. Yes, we did. Yes. Now, yes, I did. have to admit, I love that One Hit Wonder song. Come on, Eileen. Mm. Great song. I love it. <laughs> I know people that hate it, and I understand why, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, it was their one shot at fame. It was catchy, man. Mm -hmm. That song comes on, I jam out. So Homer hangs up the phone, and he starts thinking, and he sighs, and he gets kind of depressed, right? Mm -hmm. Room service brings in some champagne, and he, when the guy kind of uh, looks for a tip, mm -hmm. he gives him his Grammy instead. Yeah, he doesn't have any cash on him. Yeah. He gives him the Grammy. And he's like, oh, wow, an award. Oh, it's a Grammy. <laughs> Throws it off. Uh -huh. It throws it out the balcony. Yeah. And it hits a guy in the head in the, in, the, in the street, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, don't throw your garbage down here. And he throws <laughs> it back. <laughs> it's over in the head. Knocks guess, him out. <laughs> I guess nobody wants a Grammy. Yeah. Eh, well, some of the best musicians ever don't win Grammys. Mm -hmm. Some of the worst musicians ever win Grammys. Yeah. So there you go. There's some great football players that are still aren't in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So that's true. It happens. It happens. Some great baseball players too. Mm -hmm. All because they like to gamble. Pete Rose, <laughs> the great Pete Rose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we cut back to the uh, modern time of The Simpsons, and Lisa's looking through a box, and it's all B Sharp's merchandise. She's like, "Oh wow, look at all this stuff! Lunch boxes, coffee mugs, funny foam, and it's Homer's head on the on the can, and she squirts it out." And Homer's annoyed. He's like, oh, they took the foam off the market because they found out it was poisonous. But he asked me, if you're dumb enough to eat it, you deserve to die. <laughs> then he looks over and Bart is eating it. And he says, Bart! <laughs> <laughs> and Bart's like, well, what? He's got a mouthful of foam. Oh, my God. And Lisa's like, I can't believe that you're not still popular. And Bart's like, what you do? Screw up like the Beatles and say you're bigger than Jesus? And Homer says, all the time. That was the title of our second album. And he pulls out this album that looks very similar to the Abbey Road album. Yeah, they're all walking across yeah. the road. But it says, uh, bigger than Jesus. It's mm -hmm. the album title. Yep. Hilarious. And Homer's like, we're about to learn an iron law of show business. What goes up must come down. 
instances. What about Bob Hope? He's been consistently popular for over 50 years. Bart's like, so Sinatra. And uh, there's a Dean Martin still packs him in. And then uh, Bart's like, ditto for Tom Jones. And we're like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Mar- I think the only one not dead there is Tom Jones I think so yeah Tom Jones exactly. yeah so then Marge kind of like tries to explain to the kids what she did to try to compensate for Homer's absence during this time yes and she has this weird dummy I guess built of Homer uh-huh. and uh, she has it at the uh, breakfast table and she has a, a tape uh, player and I guess Homer recorded some things for the kids. Yeah. So she presses play and it's like, hi, kids. And then the tape just starts going crazy and it makes this weird evil voice. And the kids are yelling, ah! <laughs> and then Marge tries to fix it. And in the process, she knocks off the head of the dummy. And the kids go, ah! <laughs> and then, like, I guess the arms are balloons. One yeah. of them pops and this rubber glove flies and hits Bart. Yeah. No. Did it, not work. It was a disaster. It was. And then Homer goes, meanwhile, the group was having problems of its own. Yes, since we see Homer, Apu, and Principal Skinner back in their studio, they obviously have not shaved in a couple days. They look terrible, and they're singing really bad. Mm-hmm. They, for all the latest medical poop, call Surgeon General C. Everett Coop. Poop, poop, padoop. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yes, and Apu's like, this is worse than your song about Mr. T. Homer says, I pity the fool who doesn't like he. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Hey, Mr. T rules. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you would make a good song. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, no. So Homer then asks where Barney is. Yes, and Skinner says, oh, he's with his new girlfriend, the Japanese conceptual artist. So this is the Yoko Ono reference. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. Yoko Ono is famously blamed for... Breaking up the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So, yes, John Lennon got in a relationship with Yoko Ono, and yeah. Everything, the wheels came off. The wheels came off, basically. Mm-hmm. So then we I'm see... not saying she was to blame, but she was to blame. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't her fault. No, but, no, no. But yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so then Barney walks in with her... And he says... He's dressed very different now. Yeah, too. he's got like this black... Uh, kind of like a leotard. Kind yeah, of like a turtleneck thing. thing yeah. Yeah. He's got a beret, beret on. on with the black circular glasses. Very uh, bohemian. Uh-huh. Yeah, very... Uh, what is it? You know, slam poetry, coffee shop kind of guy. We call those beatniks. Beatniks. beatniks uh-huh. That's what I'm looking for. So he walks in and he says that he's worried that barbershop is becoming stagnant. Mm-hmm. And he plays for them... Something that he says is going to take Barbershop in a bold new direction. And what do we hear? We hear number eight. <laughs> number eight. <laughs> over and over again. Which is, of course, a joke to a song that John Lennon and Yoko Ono made, where she was saying number nine. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. That was basically the whole that song. That was it. It's terrible. Very and terrible. so Apu and Skinner are rolling their eyes in the back, of course. And yeah, we see the. Uh, Inevitable doom of the band yep. happening here. So now they are looking through the latest Us magazine. That is, I guess, the hot or not uh, list. list. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want to know if the B-sharps, B-sharps are hot. Yes. And apparently, 
They are not. Not at all. And so they all went their separate ways after that point. Yeah. Skinner goes back to work at Springfield Elementary. He goes to Willie. Well, William, I'm back. So how did you spend your summer? And he's like, I made millions in software. And I lost it at the track. Ah. <laughs> hey, it would have been a good summer to hang with Willie. I know, right? That must have been fun. Uh-huh. And so Apu takes his old job back at yes, the Quickie Mart. Yes, he's buttoned up his shirt. Mm-hmm. And he says, it may not be glamorous, but it's good, honest work. And a woman comes up to him and says, how much is this quart of milk? $12. <laughs> I don't see how that yeah, is Yeah, good, honest, honest work. I don't course. see how that's honest. Yeah, no, it's no. not. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Barney reoccupies his seat at and Moe's like, hey, Barney, what'll it be? And he says, I'd like a beer, Moe. And his girlfriend, Yoko, goes, I'd like a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Moe just reaches under the bar and goes, here you go, and pulls out both real quick. Uh-huh. And then Homer goes back to the power plant. He's like, hey, fellas, I'm back. And Carl's there, right? He's like, oh, that's great. Your replacement was getting tired. And we turn and we see a chicken in Homer's seat just pressing buttons with its beak, just yeah. pecking at it. He's like, hey, Queenie, you can go now. <laughs> and Homer grabs Queenie and says, I'll give her a good home. And the scene cuts back to the modern Simpsons era. Yes, and Homer is patting his stomach. And he's saying, and I did. <laughs> he ate the chicken. Yep. Oh, well. And Bart's like, wow, that is some story. Lisa's like, but there are still some questions. But it, I'm sorry, it's like, but there are still a few things I don't get. Like, how come we never heard about the, uh, about this until today? And Bart's like, yeah, what happened to the money you made? Why haven't you hung up any of your gold records? And since when could you write a song? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Yeah, right. And Homer laughs. He says, these are perfectly good answers. There are perfectly good answers to those questions. But they'll have to wait for another night. Now, off to bed. Mm-hmm. And so, as the kids go upstairs, Homer looks at his old album right there, Meet the B-Sharps, and he picks up the phone. And in the next scene, he walks out of a door, and we are on the roof of Moe's Tavern. And Apu, Skinner, and Barney are up there waiting for him. But now that you brought up Moe's Tavern. Oh, that's I, right. I did bring this up earlier mm-hmm. before we started recording. That. Uh, back when the in the days of the B sharps, it wasn't Moe's Tavern, it was Moe's Cavern. Yeah, you can see on the sign, right? Yeah. So, but now it is Moe's Tavern. So I wonder when that change happened. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get a very very familiar scene here. If you know any of your Beatles history, <laughs> and yes, the Beatles playing "Get Back" on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they are on a rooftop and they start breaking into Baby on board. And All these passerbys stop to watch the B-Sharps. And we even see a little uh, paper boy saying, extra, extra, the B-Sharps, get back together. Mm-hmm. And some guy runs up to, uh, to buy the newspaper. He's like, hey, wait a minute, there's nothing about the B-Sharps here. Yeah, the kid takes off running. Uh-huh. And while they're doing that, apparently some guy was trying to impress everybody in Springfield. The human fly. He's like, hello, over here, human fly. Come on. I stayed up all night and dyed my underwear red. Like, uh-huh. he's really, really upset. I guess this is a reference to the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, 
at the at the time. I guess so. There was this French guy who was pretending to be Spider-Man and he was scaling the sides of buildings. There you go. And so a limo drives up and stops and the window rolls down and it's George Harrison again. And he looks at what the B-Sharps are doing and he goes, it's been done. Yes, obviously by you. Yes, uh-huh. of course. And then the cops are there. Yeah, Wiggum and uh, Carl and Lou. I'm sorry, William Lou, and Lou. Lou, Lou, and Lou says, ah, that's pretty, ain't it, Chief? <laughs> and he says, it sure is, Lou. Get the tear gas. Because <laughs> I guess he's still bitter about being kicked out of the B-Sharp. Yes, he's still upset. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as we are closing the credits, Homer says, I'd like to thank you on behalf of the group. I guess we passed the audition. And everybody's laughing. And then you hear Barney, I don't get it. And scene. Yes. yes. We end the show this way. Um, so, thoughts. All time classic, man. <sighs> if it wasn't for the Beatles reference. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm he kidding. He really hates the Beatles. Guys. I don't like the Beatles at all. <laughs> but in spite of all that. <laughs> It was a brilliantly written episode. Yes, it is. This is, I have to say, one of my all-time favorites, just personally. It really, really is. Uh, let me guess, you like the Beatles. I do like the Beatles, but it was just one of those episodes that I saw all the time when I was younger, too. It was a very, very highly syndicated episode. Yeah. I mean, the whole Yoko Ono thing. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Quimby at the swap meet makes me laugh. Marge, poor Marge, crying. <laughs> they can't say that they're married. Oh, like Marge going to get the the tire. Oh my goodness! I doubt my son or daughter are that stupid. Wow. <laughs> yeah, to get those wishbone necklaces. Oof. And Marge thinks these are actually going to sell. I don't know. I don't. Know. You know, yeah. it's like the other thing. I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, Marge is a real square yeah, sometimes. Is. Marge is a square for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of good moments in here. So Skinner finding his old prison helmet, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The disdain that Quimby has for everybody at the Springfield. Human roaches. Sport. Yeah. The only thing you can't find here is dignity. Uh, so... On a scale of five donuts, uh, what would you rate this as? Uh, you know, given that the episode's great, the references are great, they even wrote songs for this episode, the couch gag was one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. This is all day classic, top ten episode, five donut episode for me. This is a solid one, no doubt in my mind. Now, I won't go as far to call this as a top ten episode, but it is a five donut episode for me. I mean, as much as I make jokes about the Beatles, <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I can't find much to dislike about this. I mean, it was well written. The, the gags were good. The jokes were timely. It's just really good. Let's say good. I'll say it's a great episode. What they incorporated in it, man. Yeah. Johnny Carson, Joan Rivers, like, you know. The Beatles. Yep, Beatles themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all day, every day, five donuts for me. Uh, but not in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But oh, it is so enjoyable to watch. If you haven't watched any Simpsons episode and you watch this... It's a good one. To, yeah. it's, it's a good one to get your feet wet. And uh, hopefully it'll wet your whistle and you'll delve more into the Simpsons universe. And it's a great way to start season five. Yes. With a banger of an episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is there uh, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, again, just, you know, I really just personally love this episode a lot. So, um, I'm a big fan of it. But yeah, I mean, we're getting into this new season now. The Astros are up 7 nothing now. Yes, they are up 7 nothing right now. That's good. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get through this season, man. I, I'm... I'm looking forward to it the same way I was looking forward to season four. It is a going to be a good run of good episodes that yes, we're going to be talking about. Yes. It's going to be a good way to spend our day a week doing this. I love it. Yes, yes. But yeah, um, other than that, again, guys, you know, be safe out there. All those things. Don't do anything dumb. Uh, make sure you uh, follow guidelines that are out there yeah some of them are kind of silly but eh, better safe than sorry just use common sense guys wash your hands you know exercise drink your water take your vitamins keep your hands to yourself if you're sick stay at home Mm -hmm. don't be coughing up a storm at the store or at school or anything if you're gonna be then then of course wear your mask if you're coughing up a storm or something Yeah, yeah but yeah so just be responsible guys and you know we appreciate you listening yes and like I always say, if you have any suggestions of how we can make the show better for you, uh, you can drop us uh, a DM on our official show Instagram. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. I've been slacking. I haven't been posting any of my memes. You recently. have not. But uh, I promise I'll get back on the ball. Uh if you guys need to reach out to us, you can leave voice messages for us on Anchor, mm-hmm. uh, and we will play them if you want us yeah, to. Yeah, can do that. Uh, give well, us some ratings yeah, yeah. wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Yeah, give us some ratings. It'll help other people find the show. It will help us greatly to grow this uh, little podcast. Uh, we are having a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we grow the show, we're not going to complain. We're not going to complain. And until next week, au revoir, suckers.